The following is another dynamic message by Ryan Jacobs, prophet, teacher and leader of the Empowered Church. I want us to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. And my brother, I'm going to attempt this thing, hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse number, verse number 12. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Hallelujah. And, uh, and so what is important, he said, yes, yeah, all things are lawful. So he's talking about the law and grace, the law and the spirit. And he says in the law, in the spirit that has made me free from the law, as he said in, in, in Romans chapter number 8. But the thing that is important here is to understand, he said, is that he says, I am so free, but all things are not expedient, and all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. The word power of it is the word exousia. And uh, so he says, I will not be brought under, under the authority, under the influence, under the jurisdiction of any. And um, it is important to understand the poem, basically, that I, mo- I may be permitted to do all things. I will never be brought under the jurisdiction, under the power of anything. It is important as a believer, understand that you were raised up and uh, together with him and seated together with him in heavenly places. And to understand that that place in the heavenly place, that means there's nothing the scripture says in the book of Hebrews. That there's nothing left that is not under Jesus. And so if you and I are seated with Christ in the heavenlies, we have to understand that there is nothing above us. But everything under us, because we are his body. And he has been given unto us uh, as the head of the body. And so understand that he is the head over all principality and power and name and the dominion and throne and everything that, can be, that, that is out there, any form of government. And so Paul says here, yeah, I will not be brought under the power of any. This morning we're dealing with breaking witchcraft and breaking negative cycles. And it seems that both negative cycles and witchcraft has the power, it seemingly, of itself, of its own, a different source of energy, a different source of influence. But Paul says, I will not be broken under the influence of anything. And it's important as a Christian that you have make a determination. If you have not made it, that you make it right now. That you will never be brought under the influence and the jurisdiction of any contrary force to the purpose of God for your life. It is not up to God, it is up to us. We are the ones that have made the determination as Paul the Apostle made. That we will not be brought under the influence of any cycle. Any witch doctors or any person, any other human beings, illegal, illegitimate, 
influence over our lives and into the affairs of our lives. Understand, you are the Lord. The Bible says, worship God with your spirit and your body, which is his. It says, you were not bored with bulls and goats, nor by gold and silver, but you were born with the precious, priceless blood of the Lamb. You were very valuable, very the highest price was paid for you. And so understand, therefore, that no authority except the authority of Christ has the right to influence over you. Do you understand that? And so Jesus is the influence. He is the Lord. He is over all, right? Now, he has said, of course, and I'm not going to deal with that, systems in the world. He has set structures in the world. He, the Lord himself, the Lord Jesus, and said, be subject to these and these conditions. Right? It's like the word of God says, you wives be subject to your husbands and everything. Right? Who said that? It is Jesus. Submit us unto the Lord. You know, so, so, so that, but any other authority, other than what Jesus says, it has no right to have power over you. And so, coming under the power of witchcraft, and under the power of a negative cycle, is not a wise thing to do for a Christian. Now we understand the unbeliever that is outside. They that are not born again with Jesus, not Lord of the life. The Bible says, the God of his world is their God. And they blind the minds of them and believe of not. See, the gospel is hidden. Is hid. It is hid to them that are perishing. Them that do not believe on gospel. And the God of his world is a running and, a ru and, and, and a ruling over that dimension. Over that life. He said, the prince of a power of heaven that works in the sons of disobedience. Jesus called him the prince of the world. Now, they are under the legitimate, if you will, they have submitted themselves because they have rejected the gospel. To the blindness of the heart of the ignorance that is in them, they have submitted themselves willingly to the influence of Satan. Right? The devil wants to kill them today, the devil can kill them today. That is the way it works. Under the sons of disobedience. The Bible calls them the heels, the, the adopted sons. They have gone through the, the mitzvah. They have they've gone through a rites of passage into disobedience. And Satan has full authority, influence as the God of his world over their soul, over their lives. That is how it is. But as Christians, it has no right. We then allowing benefits. We do him favors, whether intentionally or unintentionally, whether by, 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 by permission or omission, but, 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 but we are the ones that give him permission. And so Paul says, I will not be brought under the power of any, right? And so I will not be subject to any influence, any habit, any urge, any thought, any desire, any third party action, I will not be brought under the exousia of any. And um, the scripture declares 
that in dealing what binds me. In Numbers 23, Numbers 23, hallelujah, we're not going to be talking long in this morning. Numbers 23. I'm going to read from verse number 19. This is Balaam speaking. He says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and shall he not do it? And have he spoken and shall he not made it do? Behold, I have received commandment to bless. And he have blessed. And I cannot reverse it. Otherwise, he says, uh, he says, he says I, have, I have received commandment to bless because he has blessed. And I cannot reverse it. I cannot do opposite to one. The commandment, the commandment came out because he's already blessed. And he says, now you go and bless. What are they talking about? talking about the children of Israel. This Balak wanted him to, to curse. Now understand, Balak understood. This is a time when Israel came out of Egypt. They saw the mighty, they heard of the mighty wonders that there was a road by, by the hand of God through Moses in Egypt and, and, and the way they departed out of, out of Egypt through the Red Sea. And he understood the way they come, they dominate. And he was watching them from a distance and he said, look, we, we want these people to go down. Now, understand, Balak understood something. He understood that the way they unraveled without lifting one sword, the mighty power, superpower of the day, Egypt and Pharaoh and Egypt, it was not natural. He understood that it was spiritual. But what is amazing about this, this man is that he, he only wanted, he understood the power of the declaration, of the utterance. And he have watched Balaam. And he under, understood that this man, this prophet, this, this seer, had the ability that whatever he speaks come to pass. What he blesses is blessed. What he curses is cursed. And uh, Balaam they, 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 they goes and says to him, Wow, you know, God is not a man, it's a lie, not a son of man to change his mind. God has given me to bless, and bless I will, because God has not changed his mind now. But he understood, but, but Balak understood. If you can just utter one word, one word, if you can just get up, you don't have, they didn't have to hear it, you can just stand here up top of the hill and just speak a word. And hundreds of thousands of people coming past will be subject to the jurisdiction, the influence, the exousia. Your words will create a cloud over, over the journey. He understood that. This is, a, this is a king. Normally kings will trust in horses and chariots and weaponry. But this man understood, although I have all these, I heard what happened to Pharaoh and he was greater than I. And so, and they didn't need one, one, one soul to do it. 
This is supernatural. But if a word, if this battle can be fought in the spirit, the lives can be influenced. Life is spiritual. And Balak understood that the wicked as he was, he understood that life is spiritual. But one word from the right person, whether blessing or cursing, can have an effect upon the day-to-day lives of others. We're talking about breaking witchcraft and negative cycles. Now, Israel was on a, on a, if I use cricket terms, on a good wicked. They, for the last few years, they have seen the demise of, of, of Egypt. The decimation of Pharaoh's armies. Here they were marching on, moving into their destiny. And he wanted to change all that to make the experience less than pleasant, to say the least. And he understood the way I can do it. I can do it if Balaam will just curse. If he can just stand on a hill somewhere and have the image of Israel in front of him and just speak a curse, it will be done. He understood that. And here, this is what is being communicated here. That God is not a man that shall lie, never the son of man that he should change, repent. Have he said, and shall he not do? Have he spoken, and shall he not make good? Behold, I receive commandment to bless, and he have blessed, and I cannot reverse it. He have not, he have not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Neither have he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord is his, his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. Right. And so that means there's victory among them. They had no king except the Lord. But he knew that it was a shout of a king right there. God brought them out of Egypt. He had, as it were, the strength of, of a unicorn. I was a wild ox. They are unstoppable. They are unbeatable. You cannot overcome them. So it's what Balaam was saying. Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. According to the time that it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, what God hath wrought. Behold, the people shall rise up as a great lion and lift up himself as a young lion. He shall not lie down until he eat of the prey, until he eat of the prey and drink of the blood of the slain. This is the reality. Now the word of God says we as the people of God that have been brought into Christ. We have been brought once we were not the people, but now we are the people of God. Once we were strangers to, to the covenants of promise, but now we have been brought in. Once we were, we were outside the commonwealth of Israel, and now we were brought in. And we have a better covenant found on better promises that, was, that, that is ratified by the blood of Jesus. So other words, what you see of Israel in the movement, in the spirit. It is greater for the Christian church. Greater for the born-again believer. Why? Because we see the Christ in heavenly places. So understand that at the very least, there is no enchantment against thee. In other words, there is not one single word 
of no one. Not one charm, not one idol. Not one thing that they fashion against you. There is no enchantment against Jacob. There is no divination against you. It is impossible. Why? Because God is with you. And it says that you, they said the people shall rise up as a great lion and lift himself up as a young, as a young. It talks about strength. It talks about the movement of the Lord there in the book of Isaiah, like a young lion that rose upon the prey. So these people, will, they, will, they are not going to be, be stopped until they see the, the mission that they have been sent here to uh, transitioning to fulfill. Until they see the destiny or possession of the promised land, they are unstoppable. Understand this thing. Paul says, I will not be brought under the power of any. There is not one single, not all the witch doctors and all the sorcerers and all the magicians and all of them combine together and they cannot overcome one Christian. What did he say? He says, Father, keep them. I have kept them in thy name. Keep them in the name, in my name. The name of Jesus Christ. But if that is the, 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 the case, why are we having a program like this? Why do we need to pray on breaking, why breaking witchcraft and negative cycle? That means something is out of place. Something is not right. There is an anomaly. And we have to sort out that anomaly. And that is what we're busy here. Many Christians believe that they can be cursed. It's impossible. Because you've already been blessed with all spiritual blessings, even blessed in Christ Jesus. It is impossible. The power does not exist. There's no enchantment. There's no magic. There's no charm. There's no divination. But in the Revelation, Jesus speaking about this same two, this individual called Balaam. In Revelation chapter number two, there. Revelation chapter number two. And verse number 14. I'm going to read. From verse number 12. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, These things said he which had the, the sharp sword of two edges. I know thy works, and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is, and, and, and thou holdest fast in my name, and have not denied my faith. Even in those where Antipas was my faithful martyr, and was slain among you where Satan dwelleth. Do you see, Satan don't dwell in hell. Satan dwells in hell. Woe unto you, the dragon has come down. Satan has no business. He doesn't, who wants to dwell in hell? He's the God of his world. If you were the God of his world, would you be living in hell?
the only time that, that there was a, a ruler there somewhere in the Middle East, he lived in, 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 in gold, practiced walls, he, he, he lived in luxury. The only time they found him in a hole is when he knew he was no longer the king of the empire. When they did shock and awe illegally there in, in, in the country. And they blew the country to, to smithereens. And they're looking for the king that used to be there in the palace. And he was the man that, 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 that ruled the country. And they eventually found him in a home. But he wasn't there by choice. And he wasn't there while he was the king. He knew he was overthrown by shock and awe. These bombs are flying from the sky. That is the only time. There's another one that they that they that he was that he was executed by by the militia. Also there in in Africa, northern Africa. But when you when they went to reach to his palaces, he was living in the best place because he was the ruler of a country. Do you think that now the only reason why we found him on the road because he was no longer the ruler? Somebody has taken over his country. Now the devil ain't in how. The devil might aid you to go to hell. He, 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 he is an agent. He is the salesman. He is the one that is uh, 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 racking up the number. But you get there by yourself. He, only, he, he doesn't want to go there. He dwells somewhere else. Yeah, he was dwelling there. He had his own... He, 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 where, where Satan's seat is. Where he dwells. So he had a house on earth. Understand that. This is by the way. All right. And so let nobody fool you. The devil is not in hell. I almost said the devil might be sitting next to you right now. The devil comes to church. Let's go. It's number 40. But I have few things against thee, because thou hast they them that hold the doctrine of Balaam. You would have thought it was a good thing. But Jesus goes on to explain. He says, who taught Balak? Oh, we have, we have two characters off from the book of Numbers. To cause a stumbling block before the children of Israel. To eat things sacrificed unto idols. And to commit fornication. You say what? What Balaam understood? He said there is no. You can't just get up and say abracadabra. I curse the life of that. If that's a, the people of God, you can't do that. It will not work. It is impossible. It this does not exist. The Bible says you cannot curse with God is blessed. You cannot, no being can reverse his actions. 
What he makes straight, no make him make crooked. What he makes crooked, no make him make straight. But Balaam understood something about the realm of the spirit. And what he said, they are going to march triumphantly into their destiny. They are like the lion, roaring on his prey. They're like the strength of the unicorn, they, they, the, the, the strength of the wild ox, the horns. They are, they are, they are, they are like a, a wild bull on the mission. Like a young lion, a lion hungry and is full prime. But the one thing that you can do, if a lion is chasing the prey, if you throw a big mountain in front of the lion, or the lion has to deviate. The lion must first now surmount the obstacle before he can take the prey. The lion can then even lose focus, lose sight of the prey. The lion can become distracted. And even despondent. And the lion can turn back. The lion can then make the demolishing of the, of the rock that you gave. The object of his, of his fierceness, of his claws, of his hole, of his strike. And in the process, lose his momentum, his strength, and maybe even his life. He understood if you can just throw a stumbling block there. Then when the lion took off in his movement that was not there but came from another angle and was rare and the lion stumbled. That's why lions when they hunt they are strategic. They hit at the right time. They stalk their prey. They set traps. And when they go for it, they've already surveyed the environment. So even if that animal changes course, they would have anticipated these things. And Balaam says, that is what you do to them. A stumbling block. Cast it. You can't do an enchantment. Your sorcery won't work. Your tokolos will not have any effect. The spirit you send out will not touch them. But what you can do, you can put and cause a stumbling block before them. What? To eat and to idols. To get something on the inside of them. To get them to focus and to commit fornication. You see, yes, he said, do, get them to do the things that God said not to do. Entice them. So what, what Balak did to Israel, he put the woman by the side of the, 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 the campus that were moving. Beautiful woman there that were enticing the young men. 
and what will happen at the outskirts. Because they were moving on foot, right? They would just disappear for a few hours. Suddenly, now they became weaker and weaker and weaker as they were moving towards their destiny. They were not in the same momentum. Some of, some of the, the, the supernatural strength was not there. You can read the history, and that's why God in the world was so zealous with them. They say that is how, so when we talk about breaking for a Christian, breaking the witchcraft, you must first remove the thing that is causing you to stumble. It was King Solomon, first Samuel, chapter number fifteen. That in verse number twenty-three. Now remember, this man had a great victory. He destroys the Amalekites. I'm going to read from verse number. 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 Thirteen. And Samuel came to Saul and saw, now this is great victory that he just had. There was no evidence, absolutely none, that he was weak. He He just had a mighty victory. He was riding high. He was a triumphant king, victorious in battle. And the prophet Samuel came to him and said, and came to Saul and, 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 and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Saul says to the prophet. And Samuel said, what meaneth then this bleating of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. So the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord. Thy God and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said, now, now when you look at this thing, it, it sounds very well good. Wow, you were very thoughtful. You were very innovative. You already applied your mind, Saul. Verse number 16, then Samuel said to Saul, stay, he said, be quiet. And I will tell thee what the Lord hath said to me this night. And he said unto him, Saul says, say on. And Samuel said, when thou was a little in mine own eyes, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel, and the Lord anointed thee king over Israel, and the Lord sent thee on a journey, and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. And wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil, and did this evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord hath sent me, and have brought Agag the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed. 
destroy the Amalekites, but the people took off the spoil of the sheep and oxen and the sheep of the things which, uh, which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice under the Lord thy God and under the Lord thy God and, and Gilgal. Now they, he won, he admits his faith. He says, but the people took the spoil of the, the sheep and the sheep of the things which should have been utterly destroyed. Why should it have been? God told him. But he changed the thing. He changed it. He went the opposite way. He just slightly. He kept the main thing there. But he applied his own initiative. Right. And it came to those things. Number 22. And Samuel said, Have the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. It says, look here, you, God desires more from you that you will obey his voice than any sacrifice you ever made. Obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand now, of course, obeying the voice of the Lord is in His Word. Right. There are things that it is in the Word. So when there are things that were written and there are things that were said that was not written, like the Amalekites. But there was a command given to Moses, and Moses, Moses wrote, was written in the law. And that command was a command that says, let them be, do not spare, after they destroy. And you find, so when obeying the voice of the Lord is obeying his word. I have people all the time in ministry being in ministry, around ministry, for a while. And they have always questioned somewhere, they say, the Lord has spoken unto me. And then what they speak, they say, the Lord has said, is in direct contradiction to the scriptures. Direct. That means that what spirit has spoken to them, you can never trust that person. That person is not hearing from God. They will swear to you, Jesus spoke to me. What Jesus? There are many Jesus. It tests the, the spirit there in the world. There are, many, there are many voices. Other words, we're not talking about some extra voice contrary to the word of God. I may not correct you. I will not take the opportunity to reply to your email. or, or I, I will not. I will not justify your rebellion with an answer. No. I will leave you to it. For soon you will see which voice spoke. It is just so. But the voice of the Lord, every scripture is God-breathed. It came from the Holy Ghost. And so when we talk about the voice of the Lord, don't be, I'm not talking about uh, uh, um, Voices that are not in line with the word of God. The Holy Ghost will never speak like that. He's not confused. I have a change of mind. 
but you find it in Christianity over time. It's crazy. You can go back to the, to the, to the biographies and the testimonies of the servants of God a hundred years, two hundred years. 300 years and you will find in the Mongol congregation there's, 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 there's always somebody that they recall, that, that stood out for them, that, that said the Lord spoke, but then they contradicted the word of God. It's absolutely crazy. At one point in time in the beginning, I was just, uh, I, I, I used to be amazed, but after a while I just say they're wacky. They're crazy. Stay away from such crazy people. I just ignore them. They're crazy. Nothing you say will persuade them. They're crazy. If they don't hear the words spoken from the pulpit, the Bible, that consistently is spoken, but the ministers of God, like, like here, the word consistent. For years consistent. How many hours don't we spend in the word of God? So the last, say, three years, hundreds of hours. Just take it. If I speak for two hours, and that is if I constrain myself. For two hours on the word, two hours. Four Sundays, that's eight hours. That is beside midweek service, which is only for the word in any case. So now you are looking at, 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 at something like 16 hours. At least. In a month. At least. And now you times that. And then you know for the years that two hours can be three hours. You take it to a business firm and we'll be talking maybe four or five hours. It just, just. But you understand that being, and then beside the empowered daily. So then there is no logical reason. For people under such influence, you have a voice that is contrary to the word of God and says to Jesus, you are beyond that. And then you get prayer. Hands laid like this, like this, all manner. Nothing more beyond this. You have decided to be crazy. Absolute crazy. You, you decided to be, to leave your mind behind somewhere. My counsel is only to help you is to say, make a choice. Bring, take up your mind and bring it in the future. I just, as a pastor, you just have to buy, you just have to, Going to resist the temptation of that. Let's go on. Hallelujah. And then he says to them the thing that is very important that we wanted to say. 
For rebellion is of the sin, is as the sin of witchcraft. Now, if you take it out of the Hebrew, the English there, is rebellion the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness, iniquity, and idolatry. It's because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected thee from being king. And Saul said unto Sam, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord. And thy words, it was because I feared the people and obeyed the voice. You see, fear of people. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is, is his treasure, but the fear of man is his snare. Wherever the devil holds the nations. But Jesus already destroyed him who held, held mankind bondage by the fear of death. He defeated him through his death. But today, look at the world under bondage because of one thing the fear of death. Paul says to me, for me, to die is gain and to live is Christ. It says of the Christian in Colossians 3, there was number one, that we have died. We have died, pastors. It talks about the water baptism as we were buried in him in his, into death. The one thing that marks a Christian is the absence of the fear of death. Or to be absent from the body is to be present. One martyr said, they, they asked perpetual, which was the noble, very famous martyr. She had a little baby. They tried to get it. They said it was very wealthy. And through the slaves, we had slaves in those days, she, she came to know Jesus and fell in love with the Lord and became a, a very strong, passionate Christian, as all Christians should be. And, uh, and then they were arrested. They were at a, a, a prayer meeting, a house meeting. And, um, and, and uh, they, were, they were persecuting Christians at that time and, uh, um, in the Roman Empire. And, and they raided the, the Roman army, raided that way and took, took, the, took a prisoner. And uh, while she was undergone and she was about to be, 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 be taken, be, be martyred, they asked, the, the, the jailer asked, because he was a worshiper, he became, to become a believer. He was the one that finished, that finished the story of, of the martyrdom. And she asked, when I die, I can, my journal can only stop here. I'm about to go to, to be, to, they, they're gonna, they, they've given us over to the beast to be eaten by the wild beast. So, will you complete my story? But he asked her a question because he was not a, a believer in Christ. He was worshipping idols. He said, are you scared of death? She says, I'm not, you're not afraid. He said, of pain perhaps, but not of death. Perhaps of pain, but not of transition. You see, we are a people that live for the eternal. Then a man being Christ is a new creature. Fear. Soul is fear. 
fear is a stumbling block. Fear caused him to disobey. And God says here, this prophet Samuel, that rebellion is akin, is, is, a, is witchcraft. And so every stumbling block that comes your way is there to make you go to there so that witchcraft can work on you. So that the enchantment can work. If they want to take you down, if they want to destroy you, they must first show you the leg. And you must go for that female. And you must touch that female as a Christian. Man. And when you touch the female, at that point in time, you have committed the thing. You have stumbled. You, you have done the thing. Fornication. You have moved in that arena. Now, that stumbling block is what will cause you to go down. And so which doctors, they don't work. They work on casting stumbling blocks. They, 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 uh, yeah, you know, so, so, so when you, you see this thing, you, you look at that ad that we have there. It is all this black maze of many things, confusion in, in uh, entering the mind of a man. And so what witchcraft does, it makes you doubt. The Bible says, he that doubts is damned. Peter sung, even in the presence of the Son of God, because he doubted. And through witchcraft is that which, against the Christian I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the others. Them, they just curse them and say, die and they die. But unless there's a Christian praying for them somewhere. That's why I says, I, I wish that prayers be made for, uh, supplication for all men. So that they can be casualties of wicked people. But the thing that you have to understand it is where witchcraft comes and gives you a thought to doubt. You say, is that brother really sincere? Have God really said? If you are. And so the voice of witchcraft cannot put you in the grave. Cannot cause accidents. Cannot cause you to lose your job as a Christian. Cannot take down your business nor your health. Nothing like that. But what they do is that they utter a voice and subtly you get a thought, an urge that are contrary to the word of God, to your state in Christ, to your nature in the spirit. And at that time, when that double thought comes, when that thought of fear comes, when that thought of lust comes, it is that thing there, right there, that is witchcraft. Then all you do is what you sow. If you act upon, you sow. You sow, you reap. You reap the consequence of your own deeds. 
You utter a word in line with the fear of the doubt, of the unbelief, of the destruction. And you curse yourself. The devil loves the palm of the tongue. You love it. You, whatever fruit you love, what kind you love, you, you, you will eat it. You will enjoy it. A man shall be full of the fruit of his, of his mouth. And the increase of his lips shall he be satisfied. Or vice versa, actually. Other way around. But the thing is about that fruit. That thing. You have to understand that as a Christian, I'm dealing with Christian. That witchcraft works to mess your mind, to manipulate, so that you make the act, take the action. That you generate your own demise. Because the rebellion is witchcraft. And when you're stubborn, it is iniquity and idolatry. Spring sacrifice unto idols. Stubbornness is the door into it. You're not soft. You're stubborn. You don't change. I'm preaching here now. You're so stubborn. You think, when is this guy stopping? Why am I here? I was forced to come. No, you made a choice. You made a choice. You say, oh, when I begin to stop, you're too stubborn. What you'll notice in your life. It may be very strongly evident there. That the restrictions and the calamities and the things of your forefathers is still very active in your life. Why? It is that around. It is the stumbling block, the rebellion, stubbornness, hardening your heart at the voice of the Holy Ghost. Because you're ignorant of the devil's devices. You've been trying to fix yourself for such a long time, it has never worked. But you, but you too stubborn to understand it. You're trapped in a cycle. You're automated. Somebody has wind you up like that. Though you know something is wrong, I'm not moving my own momentum. You just allow the cycle to continue. But for Saul, it was fear. Rather than fear of God, it was fear of man. Succumbing to pressure. It was Aaron. That made a golden calf. And when, and when Moses asked, What did you do? He says, The people. Peer pressure. Peer pressure is only for teenagers, you understand? He says, Blessed is he that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor sits. In the city of school, no, 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 no stand in the pub, no sit in the seat of the school. You understand that, right? It's plural. But it's a he, but it's blessed. Okay. You can be in a company and you'll be only cursed. Everybody can be on You see, it is, 
and you can be in the presence, you're only blessed. The blessing is individual. It comes from a, a human, a one person. So blessed is he, but there is a lot of ungodly. We are plural sinners. Witchcraft. Maybe there is an auntie somewhere. You're living life unconscious. You got a prophecy. You got prayed for. You get up, you feel light. You go sleep tonight, it is, you feel peaceful. You sleep the best you've ever slept in your life. You dream a dream of a beautiful, your nightmare stuff. Then you have a habit. Maybe it's your friend's mother. Or maybe it is your Oma, maybe your grandma, maybe some other auntie, maybe your neighbor, maybe some, some woman somewhere. Or some man. And after you have come, you go there for breakfast, for coffee, you drop by the house. They ask you, how was your Sunday? You said, oh, I was in church, wonderful. Somewhere along the line, they just dropped something there. You said, hmm, it's true. Just as you leave the house, you climb in your car. You're about to hit the road and the car swirls in front of you. Your heart comes, boom, 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 boom. Suddenly, you find yourself, suddenly now, now, now you are about to go and you stumble. But, but, but everything, you, 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 couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't even stumble before that. The whole Sunday. Yeah, by the afternoon, you have a headache. By the time you come to Monday evening, you forgot all, everything about the church. Everything happened to you. You didn't notice. When did it change? It changed with the evil eye. You were bewitched because you submitted yourself. And now you're back in a cycle. You're going to need another church service to come in. But wait, you love, you love that company. You love it. You love it. You enjoy it because it makes up for something that is lost in your life. That is missing. That you're not accepted. You're not content with it. So you're looking for it to be replaced. And so you are equally yoked. You're yoked for them that are not in your destiny. Them that, that are not part of that. You think carnal. To you, life is not spiritual. Life is gone. All about the senses. All about nice times. All about these things. Not about eternal destiny. But you understand the matter how your best friend is gaining. When you breathe out this life, he or she cannot gain with you. Neither you. When you live life like that, now you live life eternally. Now you begin spiritually. You valid everything that you do from that. You say, when I transition into the next life, into, I'm going to be there. They're not going to hold my hand. 
And between the winter, eastern sky splits, and we are caught up together with him. Nobody's going to hold your hand. Why they were found worthy or you were not. And when you live life like that, every decision like that, every prophecy, every power, everything of God will work in your life without any strength. And Satan will never be able to touch your life with you into any different cycle. But if you think anything other than that, the devil will touch you. Negative cycles will catch you unawares. We put too much confidence in the flesh. They said to Jesus, Jesus, the woman that gave birth to you, that carried you, that the angel Gabriel appeared unto and said, Blessed are thou, Mary. The one that carried you and there in Bethlehem brought you into the world, Jesus. That woman and the other siblings, your step-siblings there, they are out there, they call her for thee. Jesus are said unto them, Who is my mother, my brother, and my sisters? But not they that are Christians, not they that are Jews, because they were all the people of God. They all were, were, were heirs to the covenants of promise. They, 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 they had a part in the commonwealth of Israel. They were Jacob as the Lord's inheritance. They were an inheritance. He said, but they that hear the words of my father. He says, these are my brothers. Mother. He said, the Lord had the right mentality. I'm an imitator of Christ. We are followers of Christ. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. You say how negative cycles and witchcraft works. Familiarity. You become too familiar with people that you become unconscious. You switch off. Because you're so familiar. You relax. You cannot keep things eternal, eternal. You cannot keep the things of God, the things of God. You will value. You will defend the iniquity of your friend. And so forth, take revenge. But you will not love him enough to say that is wrong. That is not of God. Better open Faithful of the woman. You become too familiar and therefore too relaxed. And so you are not vigilant. And you become under the influence of that thing. You're not sober. So when he comes to devour, he just devours. You have no even opportunity now to resist him, say, for the faith. Because faith don't work when you're not sober and you're vigilant. 
You see, we're talking about breaking negative cycles. And negative cycles are instituted by the familiar. Witchcraft moves in the realm of the familiar. Those things that I've heard. Jesus knew what is in the heart of man, he says in John 2, and he did not commit himself to anyone. He understood, yet, you know, Cohen, if you never come to the realization of the weakness and utter uselessness of the flesh, you will never begin to enter and comprehend the power of the Spirit. If you understand that the flesh, the ability to prosper, ability to harm, ability to aid is redundant, useless, paralyzed, obsolete, you will still have a little hope and be deceived in leaning on the flesh. But when you have no other option but the Spirit of God, you will lean on the Spirit of God. Stumbling blocks is the way Satan brings witchcraft into the lives of Christians. Some of you have dreams, nightmares, People chasing you with a knife, snakes, accidents, tormented. Some of you wake up and there's something sitting in your chest. What is it? They caught you in the stumbling block. You're moving contrary to God's ways. You're thinking down for phones, you're fear somewhere there. You become stubborn. Therefore, iniquity has entered the life there. Now you find yourself in the same cycle. You saw, you saw by God, you say, I will not go the way of my mother or the way of my father. I will not have that thing. I will not have it. When you grew up, you, you, you saw you'll not be like that. But now you find yourself doing this. And you are just younger. You must still get there. And, you can, and it's only going to be done. You can only see downward spiral from here now. Why? Somewhere along the line, with your, when the voice of God came to your life, your heart and your heart. Is that so? We cannot be stubborn no more. It brings us into the realm of the generational cycles because we're stubborn. You find yourself in the problem, and then you remember, my father had the same one. Oh, my mother had the same challenge. He said, but I'm not my father, and I'm not my mother. Why is this? Stubborn. Therefore, Paul says in Ephesians 4, verse 7, he says, Let us henceforth now, therefore, let us no longer walk in the vanity of our mind like other Gentiles do. I was say, look at your generations, they're walking in the vanity of the certain reason. 
there is a certain place we have to enter. Where you have to say enough is enough. This morning, this of this, this service is intended for just that. You see, when we start to minister in the spirit and release the power of the Almighty God, the power of God can shatter and break that witchcraft into smuggerines irreparable. It can destroy the, the, the negative cycle of disappointment, of depression, of anxiety, of fear and torment, of calamity. Of poverty and the lies. And put you in another world. The life that you always knew you should have had. But you have to make up your mind. Says, Lord, I'm going for your ways. I'm not allowing a stumbling block in my way. Balaam taught Balak. And Jesus says, you have the same doctrine. You know, there are people in church. I have met them. I have met them in Christianity. They have a doctrine of stumbling block. They have a teaching of it. They give and throw stumbling blocks in the paths of other Christians. They never happy, but jealous of the other one. If one person sits in front, they jealous of that person. That person has the the the, the, the cordless mic, they jealous of that person. That person had black on, and uh, and they they ha- was going to put on black, and then uh, and then they put on the grandmother's outfit. And now suddenly, it says, oh, switch. And now, and what they do, they pronounce things over that person's life. Looking out for ways to cause a stumbling block to come. To trick the person up to just so confusing someone. To manipulate and eat. But we as God's people have to understand. But we cannot allow ourselves to be caught up in a spirit like that. We cannot allow ourselves to stumble at unnecessary stumbling block. And most certainly we cannot cause a stumbling block in the path of another. We have to rise up. And make a determination in the spirit that we're gonna go a certain way, that we're gonna live a life free and will not be brought under the power of any. Jesus says, Behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. And he says that you shall advance, setting free of a serpent and scorpion. You'll tread them underfoot, and nothing shall be enemies hurt you, harm you. Have a negative effect on you. Cause you pain and distress. Nothing. Cycles. We have to end them. Yeah.
And the way you do it is by living consciously. Being aware. Being led of the Spirit of God. Knowing when I'm in a conversation with you, what is the purpose? When I'm with people that I'm familiar, my words are very few. Very few. It used to be abundant, but when I, I discovered it is a source of my troubles. For I stumbled and I stepped into the stumbling block when I was with friends, with people that I'm familiar with. The things that brought me tears, even death into one life. Pain and suffering came when I was among people. When I mentioned to somebody about that, but who did I mention about the accident that I was in? I don't know. But it was among somebody that we, I was Christian, Christian couple, friends of ours, just unconscious, having a conversation. And when I almost died, my life flashed before me, my car rolled and folded around me on the offering. I could see my life, the whole life that I love is it's amazing, it's amazing. It's a movie you don't want to see, that movie. You don't, you don't look forward to it. But you see it, it flashes in front of you like that. And I came to somewhere. And the moment I came to, I said, Lord Jesus, help me. Lord, I said, Lord Jesus, help me. And I can't land at home. Now I should have been gone by the looks of the vehicle. But I was even more concerned why was I rolling in the first place? Why could this BMW driver just clip me like that? God, I don't know. Maybe it's the power under the beast there. I don't know. The need for speed. Boom. And the Lord said, you gave permission to him. I said, when? He said, what was your conversation? I had to be reminded and I realized this. You know why I be reminded? Because when I was having that conversation, I was unconscious. I was enjoying the conversation. Because I was enjoying the person. We were used to. The very likable you, you just. And then I just agreed with him. And I entered the realm of possibility. I learned through these things. In a few moments now, we're going to pray. And the Spirit of the Lord. It's going to go into your life and deal with spirits, with things that are there over your life. Witchcraft is like a dark cloud of confusion over the life of the Christian when they have a stumbling block there. 
all you have to do as a believer. When you, you, when you live a life that is conscious, you just, when a thought comes, when a dream comes, your spirit will bring you out. And you will deal with it, and they can try a million times, it will never succeed against it. It doesn't say the weapon cannot be formed. It says the weapon cannot work. It cannot have its effect. It's so simple, isn't it? How you can get bound. You walk in paths down the road. You get a, a thought. Look at that woman there. Maybe she's dressed in a certain way. If as a Christian, you look, you've taken the bed. You will find now it is easier to look. What you don't know now, you have taken a stumbling block. And you've connected yourself to a spirit that can destroy. You've set yourself in another cycle. It is easy. Be sober, be vigilant. For your enemy walks around the road and see him about. But all you have to do is if just say something in favor, say, ah, that's not me. Me, I'm the holy man of God. I have the life of God flowing in me. And everything on the inside of you, the power of God, starts to stir like electricity. Because you switch the switch just as easy you could have gone the other way. I switched on my eyes, my brother. His eyes now is emanating. And let's stand. The word of God is unstoppable. The word of God will bring you to a place quickened by the spirit that none of the stumbling blocks of the devil can touch your life. Look here, we know. I know as an unbeliever what the devil does to people. Nothing seemingly that the unbeliever does wrong, but the devil can just come in. Slay the children. Bring sickness and disease to some witch doctor somewhere, somebody that is jealous of it. They offer a sacrifice unto a demon spirit and pay somebody else to. Or somebody just discover magic witches that we have in the church. Just of jealousies. But I said to you, years ago, didn't I say to you? I said, all we do is we just forge forward. And whoever is cursing, they stay behind. They try. They're getting older and uglier. And they're going backwards. And they try. But their life is just sticking. It's stuck. They are cursing. But they are still single. They are fighting. But they are still there. They are flowing the dice.
Christ. They are doing the thing. They are speaking. They are they getting through the sickness, all the disease, the arthritis, and the, and the diabetes. And now they, they, they are struggling. Why? But we have, we have forgotten all about them. We are just moving forward and upwards. The power of God is increasing. You find yourself, I am married. You find myself, I have babies on the way. You find yourself, I am just moving upward. And they are being backwards. You, you, you wake up and you're not even aware that they exist. They have to remind you that you remember me. You seem to have forgotten me. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Therefore, we preach the word of God like we do. We move in the power like we do. We move with the force and conviction like we do. For nothing and nothing, no power on this earth will bring us under its subjection. We will move in the way that, that, that we will see the supernatural of God. We are the people of the Most High God. And so I can look there and say, you know, you know what? Look at the outcome. You can go abracadabra all you want to. We will see what abracadabra. Give us three months. We will see between the two of us. All you have to do, my brother and sister, keep the stumbling block out of the way. Follow the blessed Holy Spirit. When you make a mistake, say, Father, forgive me. I'll do better by the grace of your mighty God. I thank you for the blood that speaketh for me. I refuse it not. I receive a cleansing from all the righteousness. Ah. See, what makes the New Testament so powerful? is that you can just uh, appear and disappear. Now, if you appear in the flesh, you become predictable. And you make that, as you appear there, they might just put a, get you there, right? Put a sword right through you. But you can appear and disappear. But, you see, once you messed up before, before Jesus, you're gone forever. You messed up, you, or you paid the consequence. Yeah, he paid the sin for you. He paid the price for you. So all you have to do, if you fall, you stumble, it says seven, the of righteous fall, seven times the rate of will arise. Just get up immediately. It's like uh, I told you when I stumbled in the airport, right? Very in that airport when I was coming down, I was eating, and they say, almost time to board, boarding. And I decided, let me just eat my last. I'm at my end, I, you know, I just I waited for this thing such a long time, and I ate it, and I drank, and I said, no, I have my bags. And then they say, last boarding call. That's the end of April, still cool. Last boarding call. And uh, I was close to the gate, and I just ran down. As I'm running down, the airport is full of people. I think it was Durban, Durban airport is in Durban. And I'm running, and there's a stairs down. I think it's a, it's a spur or something. There's a stairs down. As I'm running down, like I'm holding a finger. I did not calculate that there's some steps left. I went face first. Boom. No, no, you know, like, airport is full of buzz. It's full of buzz. I think everything got silent. 
people people think what's happened to this guy i fall like this you know with my both my hands was full so i just landed like this all my martial arts out to break a fall all gone i laid it just like that what happened now i went immediately when i realized i stumbled and fell and people are not gathering because I'm mean, they break his neck because I'm, I'm 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 immovable there as I'm as I, as I but I'm immovable because I am movable. I am movable because I'm shocked. <laughs> and before embarrassment is setting, because now you realize you can feel the energy of the eyes and people people kids are pointing to their mother, what happened to their man? <laughs> they want to inquire. I just, I think I rose up like it was Kung Fu movies. I think it's The Matrix or something. I don't know. I, think, I don't think I used my hands. I just, I just ascended this Zoto. And before, before they could recognize my face, I was gone. He said, just get up. It doesn't matter how you have stumbled. What they have thrown in, in your way. You just get up today. Don't lay down there and sulk. Don't just get up. You're a child of the king. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The power of God will change everything around. The power of the, the yoke is destroyed by the anointing. Cycles. I want to read a story that is in our book, The Year of Your Life. It is here on page 36. And on cycles. During prophetic ministry, I once told a couple, let me help you. And I explained, you should have noticed that every year at a certain time around December, that there is a kairos, a, 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 a certain time, a season, a, a moment. It is a moment that heaven's intervention in your life. Then close to March, God would spectacularly speak to you again. These moments will be followed by key moments of opportunity. It is God's major moments, Carol's moments in your year. However, you will notice that disappointments and negative events would, would also hit in May or October every single year. Those are the enemy spirits' interventions in your year. Your job is not to miss God's moments and to resist and evade the devil's covers of moments for you. Because those things are cycles. Now, if you were here last night, you will understand what we talked about, right? We talked about spiritual movement in these kind of things. I will understand you can put yourself, like we said, at a certain time of year, you'll see God move for you. But those negative cycles must be broken. And the way it's broken is by living consciously. Being conscious they exist. And destroying. You see. Just, you must make up your mind. I will not come under the influence of any force other than the word of God working through the spirit. You understand? Amen. Like I said, don't believe me. Believe the Bible. Believe. It's good. Therefore, we encourage you to have a personal Bible. Why? So that you can open it and read it at home. I am comforted. I say I am comforted. But at least you have prayed a lot yesterday. 
I'm the day before that, I'm the day before that, and the day before that, the long six days. But it is our sincere desire that you pray actually more at the house. Because you see, if you pray like we prayed last night, man, your spirit becomes buoyant, becomes strong, becomes elevated. Like I said, we, you know, I could not, and I went to prayer after prayer. The point is, there was such a buoyancy in my spirit that I couldn't switch it off. And so our encouragement is that you can just live high. Like the eagle. Just soar. Just live in another world. Where how of the devil is going to end up in a lake of fire. Amen, hallelujah, and all his angels. But don't give him no, any place in your life. Satan's seat is where they cause the stumbling blocks. Didn't Jesus say so? For the devil to have a place there, to have it, there is a, there is a doctrine there that is not good. I refuse such doctrines. Now in the name of Jesus. I pray for everyone under the sound of this broadcast. Every spirit of witchcraft. Every spirit of negative cycle. Whether you're watching on live or on replay. May the spirit of Christ act upon this utterance and declaration. May every power of witchcraft over your life, every negative cycle, wherever that witch doctor or author may find itself, may that thing explode in, in his or her face there. In the name of Jesus, let the demons be vanquished from your life in the name of Jesus. May the spirit of God, by the power of God, and by the moving of his mighty angels, destroy every yoke over your life. Let the anointing be released again against the power of darkness. The Lord deliver you. The Lord break every spirit of witchcraft. I break the power of witchcraft. I break every witch's incantation, every enchantment against your life in the name of Jesus. Where every, every negative cycle that brings you harm and pain, I destroy, interrupt, and disrupt permanently that cycle in the name of Jesus. I relocate you in the realm of the spirit. I release the blessing of God that elevates you to a, to a cycle, to a energy that, that, that is the working of the blessing of God in your life. You will break out. You are coming out. You are coming out of the pain, the depression, the anxiety, the disappointment. You are coming out of the grief in the name of Jesus. Your mourning is over because the Holy Ghost is the comforter. You are not alone. He is the helper. You are not orphaned. He is the everlasting Father. I speak peace in the name of Jesus Christ. I liberate your soul in the name of Jesus. I say now there is grace to get up from the stumbling block, to dust yourself over. I decree and declare your life is being elevated. The Lord is lifting you up in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to change the way you see and know Jesus leaving your life empowered, envisioned and enriched. For more messages by Prophet Ryan Jacobs or for more information about the Empowered Church go to www.empoweredchurch.com.
or view our YouTube channel, Empowered Church TV. Feel free to come join our life-changing services.